your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Alongside Tanner and Grant, I'm Brandon Kiley. Alex is out this week. He'll be back in next week here on 101 ESPN. You've got BK and Ferrario. Let's go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford, the Blues insider for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford, and you can find his work over at The Athletic, where JR, over the weekend, I was reading your piece on Colton Pareko. You got to sit down with him, talk to him about his mindset and his where he's at physically. What did you take away from your conversation with Colton Pareko, JR? Yeah, BK, thanks for having me, boys. Uh, yeah, I just think sitting down with him for about 20, 30 minutes uh, last week, I think it was, uh, just that he's ready to hit the reset button. I think that he looked back at last year and realizes that it was a bad year uh, for him. You know, we all know that it was a difficult year for the team and the defense especially, uh, but he said he didn't play well. And the one takeaway is he didn't want to come out necessarily and say it. He hesitated a little bit, but he really felt like last year, was one bad year out of eight. And uh, if you go back, you know, just a couple seasons, you remember he missed the uh, extended time with the shoulder injury and, and um, came back and, and I'm sorry, the back injury. And he came back and, uh, and struggled a little bit, uh, but then he found his footing and he's played, you know, a lot since then you look at the games played, even coming back from that back injury. And here's a guy who's been durable the problem is the consistent play has not been there. So, you know, if you look Colton Preco in the eyes and you talk to him about the upcoming season, you just could tell that he's ready to hit the reset button and try to show himself, show the team that he's a better player than he showed last year. Jared, one of the things that you wrote about in this was his role, right? And how difficult it is to be a guy that is going to start so often in the defensive zone. And you put out the list of guys that have a similar role to him. And most of them do have an expected goals for below 50%, which means you expect the other team to score more than they do again, because of that role. How is he internalizing that? How, how is he internalizing the role that he's been given here in St. Louis? Yeah, I think we go back to when uh, Alex Petrangelo left, and I remember Doug, calling Doug Armstrong shortly after and telling him I'm writing a story about Colton Preco, and he said, well, he's going to be the alpha male. And I think that that's what kind of the standard was of him within the organization. And, of course, we know that, that he has not been that guy. You know, truly speaking, BK, there's six or seven of those types of guys in the league. Not all 32 teams have a guy like an Alex Petrangelo. So, you know, I think that you talk to Pareko and he says that, you know, you don't, what is the definition of a number one? It doesn't always have to be the guy who does every part of the game, the power play, the PK, you know, shutting down the other team's top line, so on and so forth. He feels like if everybody's clicking with this Blues team, which we, of course, did not see last year, you've got different guys who can do that. Tori Krug on the power play. You know, maybe Justin Falk can help a little bit with the five-on-five. Pareko can be more of a shutdown guy. So, you know, anybody listening to this knows that we didn't see any of that last year, so you're going to question that completely. 
All I'm trying to do is come to you with what Colton Pareko feels his role is and how he's handled it in the past few years. JR, if he does bounce back this season and get back to being the Pareko that you expected, and honestly kind of what he looked like after the trade deadline, and he puts that together for a whole year, what does that do for the Blues' ceiling this year? Well, I think it, it, it's certainly going to help solidify the back end. That's going to be the major number one question in the spotlight. Everybody going into the season is going to focus on, on the defense. And if you don't have a good, solid Colton Pareko playing 22, 23 minutes a night and playing consistently, then I don't know how you can have the defense recover. You know, because if he's playing well, you know, it probably means that Nick Letty's playing well if he's in the same pair. And then that gives the ability to a second pair of Krug and Falk to kind of do their job and not have to compensate for an inconsistent Colton Pareko. So I think defensively, you don't want to say that it hinges on Pareko because you certainly need those other three guys in that top four and even beyond that. But I think if Pareko is giving you what you need, you know, that is going to raise the, you know, the stock of not only himself, but I think uh, of what the defense is capable of. And, and to me, that's going to be the key of the season. There's a lot of depth up front. There's some scoring potential. There's some young players on the way. But this team's not going anywhere without the defensive improvement. Well, Jr., you mentioned his partner Nick Letty, and I, looking at that spot, that the guy that's going to be with Preco, part of this shutdown pairing, the Blues targeted Sanheim in the offseason. He was reportedly in those discussions uh, in the Kevin Hayes deal. Is finding that partner for Preco kind of the key that kind of unlocks the Blues to exit this retool? Yeah, it, the only thing is, I don't know that. Uh, you know, if you're an NHL team, you can sit around and, and say that uh, we got to find the perfect partner. Look, whoever the partner is, it, it's got to work. And Colton Preco has to make it work. And so do you get a Jay Boldmeister in there and, and it works and, and, and you win a Stanley Cup and you got to move on. You know, rosters evolve and new players come in and he's had three or four players where obviously you can't replicate that Bowmeister success. But, you know, you got to have something that's a lot more consistent every night basis. You know what you're going to get from that pair. And, and I think at times we've seen it from that group of Letty and Pareko. We saw it in the playoffs. We saw what Letty can do against some of the, the, the better players, the faster players, the more uh, exciting players in the league. But we didn't see it last year from him. So, yes, to me, you know, Nick Letty's got to be back uh, up to what he played a couple years ago. And I think uh, you're going to have opportunity with this defense. I mean, I'm not saying Scott Pernovich is going to play in the top pair, but if you're going to come into this season – with nine healthy defensemen, I think you got eight on one way. You, you talk nine if you got Kelly Rosen, who's on a two-way. And guys are going to be given opportunity to play in the top pair if Nick Letty's not getting the job done. So I don't know within this nine-man group if you have a perfect partner for Colton Prickle, but you got to make something work. Otherwise, you're going to have to go out and find it. Jeremy Rutherford is our guest for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You can read his great piece on Colton Prickle over at The Athletic and always follow him on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. Uh, Jer, final question that I had on this specific line of uh, thinking with Colton Prickle. What do you think the ideal partner looks like for them? Like, set aside who the Blues have available to them. Just if they could, in a lab, create what the partner looks like, what do you think it is? Is it speed? Is it a guy that's just really great in their own zone with physicality? What do you think that player looks like? Well, the easiest way to answer that question would say, you know, what does Jay Bolmeister look like? And I hate to refer back to that because sure. it's impossible to, to, to bring him back. But I think what you would derive out of that is – reliability. That was the biggest thing with Jay Bolmeister. You know, yeah, he could jump up in the play. Yes, you know, you could count on him back in the defensive zone. He was a terrific penalty killer, had the long stick, had, had all that stuff. But if you ask me, you know, what did he have that would make Colton Prickle better? If you could put that in a player today, 
it would be that reliability so that Colton Pareko can be comfortable, you know, doing what he does, uh, getting up on the ice. Cause we know when he skates with the puck, he's one of the best in the league at it. So if he can get up the ice and have that comfort, knowing that there's a guy like a Bowmeister uh, back, I, I think that, uh, you know, that allows Colton to be who he is. That's what he kept saying throughout the interview. Allow me to be the player uh, that I can be. Now, all that said, He's got to be much better. And I'm not one of those guys in the camp who said, you know, he's got to be meaner. He's got to, you know, throw elbows. He's got to do that. Of course, you have to play physical in this game if you want to survive and you want to be that type of shutdown pair. But that guy, Colton Pareko, doesn't have that. He's going to play the game a different way, and he's shown that he can be successful that way. If he's up to standard, if he's got that reliable partner, I think it can happen. Well, JR, they say the the best defender is the goaltender, and I, I don't want to focus on Jordan Binnington because I think you know what Benner is at this point. But I do want to talk about Joel Hofer, the Blues turning over the reins to the backup goalie to a rookie. What are their hopes that Joel Hofer can do that can help kind of take away some of that load from Jordan Binnington this this season? Yeah, I think Tanner. If you look at the goaltending situation, what did Bennington play sixty games last year? You know, it was probably a, a hair too much. I think they'd probably want him to be uh, in that fifty to fifty-five range. But you don't know what Joel Hofer can provide from a games played. You, you just don't know yet. I, I think you can look at him and say he's definitely durable. Uh, he's played a lot in the American Hockey League, so he's shown that he can go the distance. Uh, but I think the NHL is a different game, and so can he play thirty games? You hope he can, and we'll see. Can you get into a situation where you have a lull with Jordan Bennington? You throw Hofer in there for three straight and he can win you some games? I think he has that capability, uh, but we'll see. But I think this year, you don't want to say this is going to be a year for Joel Hofer to get his uh, feet wet because he's got to be able to compete. and He's going to have to you know, uh, be there when the team needs him. But I think that Joel Hofer playing that first year at his age in the NHL, you're going to see what you can expect from him through the first couple months of the season, and I think base it from there. That's the one thing that I believe the Blues do a great job with with the goaltending. You can only map it out so far. You can map the starts out so far, but you got to be able to react. They've done a great job with that. I think they'll do a great job with Joel Hofer and just kind of feel out what he has to offer and then put him in good situations to succeed. Joe, we're less than three weeks away from the start of the NHL preseason. Looking forward to reading all of your work as we start to find out some of the answers to the questions that we've been asking all offseason. Appreciate the time as always. We'll talk with you again next week, my man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Fun piece coming out tomorrow. NHL player cheat meals, cheat foods. What do they eat when they're eating a cheat meal? What's your, uh, should be up what's your cheat meal, tomorrow. JR? <laughs> all my meals are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to tell you my healthy meal. That'd be the uh, odd one out. (laughs) Appreciate you, JR. Take it easy, man. All right. See you guys.